Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast with my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcasts. We're so glad you're here. I think we can all identify with that, whether or not it's something, you know, as scary as cancer or, you know, it's something that maybe seems a little more minimal. We all, no matter what we're facing, it's what we face. You know, we face it ourselves. Yes. Hey, friends. Well, it was such a gift to bring Ruth Schwink on to share some of her experience facing some big things in life and also walking through some of the smaller daily stuff um, that might cause all of us anxiety. And now here we are in the middle of a pandemic with so many unknowns for our future, for the school year ahead, for travel, for all the different things that we're looking ahead and facing probably a bit of anxiety, all of us on some level, right? So Ruth is addressing that today, and she's really encouraging us to be faithful in the middle of the unknowns, to cling to God's word and to walk through things faithfully, because, you know, we never were in that much control anyway, (laughs) but sometimes it maybe felt like we were, and now we're realizing how little control we have. So this is an episode that should bring you encouragement, and uh, I think you're just going to really enjoy everything that Ruth is sharing. Of course, you'll find links to Ruth's books, her website, all that she's doing over in the show notes, and you can find them at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. You can also look for episode number 57. Um, I do want to thank our podcast sponsor today, which is Wondercrate, and I'll be sharing a little bit more about Wondercrate partway through the show. I'm also going to be pointing you to where you can enter to win the giveaway going on for just a few more days if you're catching this right away. So be sure to listen for that information and I hope you'll check out Wonder Crate. Finally, just one more thank you for all of the ratings and reviews I'm reading over in Apple Podcasts and wherever you might listen to the 
this podcast. It means a lot to me when you take the time to just tap on five stars or leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast. And it helps people all over the world discover this podcast as our community is growing. It is such a blessing. So I want to thank you for your part in that. Okay, without further ado, I'm going to let you listen in as Ruth Schwink and I talk about anxiety in facing all the stuff of life and the faithfulness of God throughout it. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Ruth, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Really good to finally connect with you. I've been a fan of yours for quite a while, and I'm enjoying listening to your brand new podcast you do with your husband. So before I start on all of that, why don't you just start by sharing a little bit about you and your family with all the listeners? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm like, where do I start? (laughs) Um, Well, (laughs) let's see. Yeah. Well, my husband and I have been married for over 20 years, and we have four kids. So our oldest is 17. He's almost 18. Uh, And then we have a 16-year-old, a 13-year-old, and an 11-year-old. And I'm kind of going slow because I... (laughs) This is the funniest thing. I was at, this was a couple of months ago, I was at the chiropractor and my, um, my chiropractor asked me how old our youngest was because she wasn't with us, but my two older kids were with us. And I told her that Sophia, who was our youngest, I told the chiropractor that she was 12 and my, and my older kids are looking at me like, no. And they're fine. They're like, mom, that's not right. And I am like, I was like dead set on it. I'm like, yes, you guys, she is, tw- she is 12 years old. <laughs> and so we went back and forth until I think my oldest son told me the year, you know, she was oh, born. Yeah. I kind of thought about it for a second. I was like, oh my word. I, I have do the no- math. I love it. <laughs> I've been there before. And, and they, it goes boy, girl, boy, girl in your family, right? You kind of got yeah. that perfect family that we yeah, all dream of. <laughs> Yeah, so Sophia is my youngest. She is 11. She is not 12. So um, my husband is a pastor. So we've been in full-time, he's been a full-time pastor for probably almost 20 years as well. And um, about 10 years ago, I started an online ministry for moms. And I really, at that time, my kids were little. And I honestly, it just was, I felt alone. And I thought, oh my word, I can't be the only mom that feels like this. And so- At that time, I was really praying through what mom ministry would look like. And, you know, at some point, I just really felt like God was saying here, you know, this is something you can do online to reach moms all over the world. And so it's kind of been always been a group effort. I have what's called a contributor website, or that's what I started with was a contributor website called the bettermom.com. And it was the idea was to bring moms together um, that were all different ages and in different stages so we could all learn. Um, and grow together. And so that's, that's what I started like 10 years ago. And then from there, it became way more than I thought or even (laughs) dreamed of. And um, yeah, so my husband and I, we now are authors of several books and have a few websites and just started our very first podcast, like you mentioned, and that's called Root Like Faith. Yes. And you have the um, Better Mom Journal, Better Mom Prayer Journal. You've got quite a few resources, right? Yeah, so we I I have quite a few devotionals. One is the first one's pressing pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a I have a devotional called the Better Mom Devotional. Um, like you mentioned, the Better Mom Prayer Journal is just something that we self-publish, and then we have a devotional for families called yes. Faith Forward Family Love Devotional. That. And 
And then also a devotional for women um, that I co-authored with Karen Eman called uh, Settle My Soul. Mm-hmm. So those are, that's kind of, and, and we have a marriage book. I don't know. We have a lot. Yeah, and we have a lot. Yeah. And we're coming out, our, our next book comes out in the fall and that is uh, a book on suffering. So it's mm-hmm. finding hope in your suffering, basically. Wow. So you're busy people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you are, homeschool but... four kids, right? Yeah, but I, it sounds like a lot, but remember this has been 10 years, you know what I mean? Uh So I think, yeah. And that's what I always tell people. And I don't do things alone. I mean, my husband is in, you know, we're in ministry together and I think that really helps. And then of course I have people that help me with some of the day-to-day stuff that, you know, frees up some time to, to write and do things like that. Yes. I love it. Well, talk to me about the theme of the journal, Settle My Soul, all of this. What is there a story behind what kind of birthed all of this? Yeah, so Settle My Soul, well, Pressing Pause was really written with, that was also with Karen Eman, and that was written for moms who just, you know, like I, like I was mentioning when I felt alone, like, ah, oh, you feel so overwhelmed totally. and alone in, in motherhood, I think, in just different seasons of motherhood, it can look differently. And yes. so that was when my kids were a little bit younger and I just needed to be able to press pause for like 15 minutes. Totally. And I knew, you know, where I could find my strength was by spending time with God. And so that was kind of the idea be- behind pressing pause, that devotional And then Settle My Soul, the more recent one with Karen, was also that idea that, you know, we all as women, so that's for all women, and the idea that you want to have that time, you know, even if it's just 15 minutes, what a difference that can make in your day, because we face so much in our life, all of us, you know, we're not immune from, you know, different circumstances that cause, you know, pain or anxiety or suffering, whatever it is. And so I think if we can have the right perspective, um, it can help us through those times. And so that was kind of the idea uh, behind Settle My Soul. I I love that. I know that you know, so often I just wake up in the morning and, and before I'm out of bed, my head is just spinning with all the thoughts, whether it's the to-do list or the burdens and concerns, anxieties for things that are coming up. And so one thing I've really been working on is just not letting myself look at my phone until I've spent time with Jesus and been in the word. And I, for a while I was using my phone for my devotions, which I know is legit. Some people love to do that, but just for my own discipline, because I knew me and I knew that the minute I got on that phone, there were so many other things calling for my attention. And so I've been like, okay, I'm going back to the real Bible here and flipping the pages. And it's been so good for me to make that commitment. So yeah, Mm. I totally know what you're talking about. Right. There's just so many distractions. Yeah. So many things that pull and and they're not all bad distractions. That's what I always say. It's not like, you know, I think sometimes the tendency is to be like, you know, to to be negative about some of Uh those things that are actually can can be very positive. Um, it's, It's just how we use them. Totally. Yes. And you have been through a little health struggle with your husband, right? Can you share a little Mm. bit about that? What your husband's been through in the past couple of years? Yeah. So he, um, I guess it has been a couple of years ago now, um, was diagnosed with a blood cancer. And so he went through treatment for about six months and then he went through two stem cell transplants. So that was kind of, you know, like I said, we all, we're not immune to suffering and struggles. And that's one, that's a big part of our story. And it, it, I feel like there's these times in our lives where we can look and say, oh my word, wow, I can't believe I just went through that. And previous to that, when our kids were younger, I went through a season where I had 
five miscarriages. Well, actually throughout as my kids, all the years they were being born, I, you know, I was like having a miscarriage and then they were born. And, um, and so, and there were a couple of times that I was like 20 weeks along and it was just really, you know, that, like, I look at that season and I think, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. And that's the same thing, um, with this, you know, with my husband and, you know, praise the Lord, he is in complete remission now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I mean, what we had been going through and still, I mean, it's always a part of your story and yeah. And just some, you know, working through what that, what those types of things cause in internally, as far as fear and anxiety and what you face is, you know, I think we can all identify with that, whether or not it's something as scary as cancer, or, you know, it's something that maybe seems a little more minimal. We all, no matter what we're facing, it's what we face, you know, we face it ourselves. Yes. Yes. Whatever you're dealing with is your thing that day. For me, I often tell people when we're talking about, you know, daily devotions and when I'm encouraging, you know, a young mom to spend time with the Lord, even when it's hard to just get some time in, because I always say, I believe that, it's in those times where everything is okay and we're digging in and really building our faith that it really pays off later. And I know for me, my scariest thing, and I really haven't even talked about this on the podcast, Mm. but my first son, when he was born, had a real traumatic birth experience and ended up having seizures and was in the ICU. Mm. And that's a whole nother story. But what I remember experiencing, and I'm thinking you're going to resonate with this, is that during his pregnancy was the time I really dug in the most to my faith and just spent Mm. lots of time with the Lord and felt like I was praying over this baby and over the pregnancy so much that my faith was so built up that when we were walking through that and we were looking at like, is there brain damage? We don't know. Are we going to lose him? I had so much faith that it was this supernatural thing. And all I could think was, Hey, this is like, this is when I get to find out that my faith is for real. Like I'm being tested and actually what's coming out of me is a fruit of all that time I spent really learning to trust God in the everyday normal days. So, Mm -hmm. um, as much as I don't wish a trial on anyone, I think the beauty of walking through them is you find out that, Hey, God shows up and faith is real. And so, right. I talk about this all the time, how like day after day, that just commitment to seeking the Lord and Mm -hmm. and growing your relationship with him, it matters when you're, when all of a sudden you face something like that, because you've spent the time to build your faith, just like you said, it really, and that's the whole idea also behind like going, you know, staying faithful, getting into the word every day, like you said, and, or going through a devotional to get whatever it is, you know, it does matter. And God is using that and he'll use that down the road in ways that you probably, you know, you might not even understand right now. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I should say when you're walking through it, you might still struggle. You might still mm-hmm. have moments of doubt, but knowing that you've built up that faith, I think is just so precious and, and so beautiful. When you look back, like you said, sometimes you have to look back and go, Whoa, I got through that. So, um, we're facing a time right now, and, and much of the reason I was excited to get you on this show is because we are, you know, in this pandemic still, and it's going on and on, and and I know it's starting yeah. to get better in some places and things are opening up, but I think what I'm hearing from a lot of moms right now is as much as they're excited that maybe they can get out a little bit more, there's so many unknowns for the future, and for moms mm. who really would like to put their kids back in school or go back to work or travel so many unknowns in this next 
year. And some people think that the pandemic will come back in, you know, full force next fall or winter. And so I would love for you to walk us through just some of the um, anxiety causing issues and how you have learned to cope, mm. how you have learned to have some victory over that. Yeah, I, w- I would say that, you know, when I think about my life, I would say that the miscarriages were that was a pretty fearful time just because, you know, you're completely, I mean, most of the time, I guess with situations like that, or even my husband's cancer, you're so, it's so out of your control and you're begging God to just, you know, show up and, and you really, there's nothing you can do. And so you're, you're in this constant battle, but I think, you know, then there's the other fears that nag at us, you know, fears, things like, will my child turn out okay? You know, fears that just, you know, I mean, just there's Uh so many daily fears that, you know, we all face. Um, And I think definitely um, this is from the very beginning when we started our online ministries, anxiety has always been one of the biggest top, like hot topics. I mean, people, Uh there are so many uh, moms struggling in this area And so I think it's, you know, the pressure we put on ourselves and it's the pressure that we feel like culture maybe is putting on us. Mm -hmm. But I think when it comes to anxiety, there's things maybe there's there's a few ways, I guess, we should look at anxiety. And and first of all, I think about obviously there is anxiety that comes maybe from from our past. Maybe it's a mental health issue. Maybe Mm -hmm. we need counseling. So I think that I want to just say that up front because there are, uh, there's a, there's people that have real problems that need to see a counselor that they, they don't yeah. realize how that could help them. Uh, I'll, I would say also there's things that are totally within our control that are like, <laughs> these are like physical things like, okay, I had three cups of coffee and I, you know what I mean? Like physically, <laughs> totally. I feel like every, or like, in the middle of the night when you wake up uh-huh. and you're yeah. you're like a little bit sleep deprived and everything is like oh my gosh I forgot to put the laundry in the dryer you know what I mean like yes everything is heightened. okay I will you just know. say right there that I, I'm not really an anxious person by nature mm-hmm. but the middle of the night thing does happen to me and I would love for you to give us some tips on that alone yeah. so that's for well, me well and I I think that that's, you know, very real for a lot of people. And I think we just, I think the biggest thing there is, I mean, really all you can do at that point is just start praying because yes. you, you, you're not thinking clearly in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, um, it could be so- that, yeah, maybe we haven't eaten enough that day or, you know, what about exercise? Like I, yeah. I might be having just struggling because I haven't been exercising. So there's, that's like the physical things that we yeah. see that maybe we do have some control over. Um, totally. And then I think spiritually speaking, um, anxiety can really reveal uh, what, what's in our heart and what we're really believing about God. I mean, that's just the bottom line and it's, it, we all do this. So this isn't, you know, me saying, Hey, you're not trusting God. This is, you know, this is me saying it to myself that when I, when I'm anxious about something, I can really boil it down to my relationship with God and me not trusting that he's going to follow through or show up. And so I think, you know, you know, spiritually it, it, it can be, it's a heart issue a lot of times, and we have to just recognize it for what it is and ask God to help us. I mean, that's the bottom line there. So I think ultimately just with anxiety in general, and I think something that, 
you know, really helped me through the last couple of years was just, um, there's a verse in Psalms and I can't remember the exact uh, verse right now, but it is in Psalms and it, it says, those who know your name trust in you because you have never forsaken those whose um, heart is steadfast in you. Mm, so yeah. what I love, I love the first part of that that says, those who know your name trust in you. And that mm-hmm. goes back to what we were talking about earlier. And so I know God's name when I've taken the time to, like, I know who he is. I know that he's faithful. I know that he's just, I know that he's trustworthy, whatever it is. I know that about him. I know that he, he's loving. He loves me. You know, I, those who know his name, trust in him. So when I really know him, when I've spent the time to build my life in him, um, I can trust in who he says he is. And so I think that to me, that verse, wow, I'm telling you, I held on to that verse. And we'll um, find it, put it in show notes for yeah, sure. <laughs> the last yeah. couple of years. And I think that that's really probably when I think of anxiety in general, I, I would say that's what like the, the foundation of it all. Um, but of okay. course, there are like those little things that I talked about, physical, mental, sure. you know, spiritual. But I think, yeah, that verse has just been a huge, huge encouragement to me. And just, I mean, a reminder that it really does matter. Like we said, the time we spend with him, to know him and to let him love us, you know, right. Um, right. really matters. Isaiah 26, 3, I'm pretty sure it is. It says he will keep in perfect peace him yeah. whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. And yes. I know that that's a verse that I've held on to many times, but what I realize about this and, and just the topic I, I love to talk about in all areas of life, whether it's with my surfer son or my college son, but <laughs> is just that we have such a gift in directing our thoughts. And I believe that's just something that oftentimes mm. Christians get ripped off. It's almost like the new age community has kind of taken that, but I'm like, no, actually God has given us this great brain and right. we get to decide, do we, do we in that moment of stress or anxiety, recall God's promises and just mm-hmm. you know cling to them? Do we recall his faithfulness in the past, all the answered prayers mm-hmm. or we choose to dwell on the stress and the fears and the anxiety. So I, I love those verses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how about community since you're so, I mean, you've done such a great job of building an online community. Do you feel like that has played a, a helpful role in overcoming anxiety, talking to other friends besides, you know, going to counseling, which like you said, there's a definite place for that, mm-hmm. but um, just being in relationship with other people and being honest and vulnerable about what you're walking through. Well, yeah, I think, you know, honestly, through like this, the past couple of years, the biggest thing for in community with us was just that people, they didn't stop showing up. And I would say mm-hmm. if you have a friend who's going through something, whether they struggle with anxiety or they're going through, you know, they're going through suffering, whatever, like don't stop showing up. And what I mean by that is, I mean, it could just be that you're texting them every day. I had people text me every day to say, I'm praying for you or a Bible verse or, you know, just those little things Uh mattered. They mattered so much. Like they were like, oh, okay. You know, like I was, it took me out of my crazy situation and and like brought me back to reality that there are other people around, you know, it's not just us stuck in this bubble of suffering, um, but there's other people around that care. And so I think, you know, when I think about friends supporting one another and community supporting one another, I think about that. I think about the just showing up, not asking, you know, what can I do for you? Although that's always, I, I don't mean not to ask at all, but they might not tell you. Yeah, right. um, 
and showing up anyways, um, whether it was gift cards that somebody just sent a gift card, or, you know, just help to know right. that people were thinking about us. It's like, right. then you okay. feel like I'm not in this alone. And, and that's also why, of course, we've been in ministry, but I'm telling you, that's why like the local church being a part of com- a community in the yeah. local church really, really matters because you need that support when you go through something, just like you can support others when they are going through something. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I just think it's mm-hmm. such a gift to have that kind of community. And I just recently had Sandra Peoples on talking about how we can best support friends who have special needs children. And that's one mm. thing she talked about that I thought was such a good reminder was, I think she called it decision fatigue, but where when you're in the middle of a crisis or have a special needs child or whatever, Sometimes if somebody asks you, what can I do for you? You don't even know what to say. And so you end up saying nothing. So for those of us, you know, who have a friend who's going through anxiety, who's had a miscarriage recently, who's uh, has cancer or is married to someone who does, I think it sounds like you're saying maybe it's really helpful to just do things without asking, what do you need? But just doing something, right? Right. Yeah, definitely. Just do, just do something. Whether I mean, you could go cut their grass. I mean, there's just so many things. We had people come and clean our house. I mean, we mm-hmm. had, you know, and they just said it was like, this is what we're going to do. You know, yes. it wasn't like, so that was really, really helpful because you, she's right. Sandra's right. You can't really think about what you need in those uh-huh. times. Yes. Um, it's just too much. Hey guys, I'm just hopping in real quick to thank our sponsor for this week's episode and also to remind you of a giveaway going on for a few more days if you catch this episode right when it comes out. I want to thank Wonder Crate. Wonder Crate is a subscription box that introduces kids to inspirational role models, sparks curiosity, and connects kids to their own possibilities. Each monthly kit comes with a book and fun hands-on activities to educate, entertain, and empower. Choose your series from innovators, activists, artists, and the newest edition, sports heroes, and choose your age range, five to seven or eight to 11. Who they see shows them who they can be. Subscribe at www.wondercratekids.com and use coupon code BOYMOM to get 20% off any subscription. Now, Wonder Crate Kids is offering to give away a full month of the new sports heroes series through my Instagram account. So if you go over to at Monica Swanson underscore, I will be sharing more in stories today and I will link to the post where I first announced it last week and you can enter to win a subscription box for your child. Should be a fun summer activity. So be sure to check it out and I'll have more information in the show notes. Thanks so much. And now back to today's show. And so I think, you know, with anxiety, obviously that's, somebody that you know that struggles with anxiety, I think it's, it's more just checking, you know, checking in on them. That's, That's, and that's the part of showing up. You know, I know you've been struggling a lot recently. You know, I just want, you know, I'm praying for you right now. Um, also just reminding, you know, a lot of times when people are struggling with anxiety, they just, again, need to be reminded of who God says he is. So maybe it's a Bible verse or something to remind them of God's character and that he loves them and he cares for them. And then also, I think sometimes, like I had mentioned counseling, sometimes if you can gently, you know, point people to get help, there's some people that need help. And so they just need somebody to almost 
you know, get, give them permission that, in that, that or, or mm-hmm. let them know yeah. it's not abnormal. Right. Okay. So here's a question. How about for a friend um, who is not a believer, but has opened up and talked about anxiety? Do you have any on your, in ministry, any good tips for those of us who want to encourage somebody, but we can't, you know, start using our Christian mm-hmm. needs and spouting off too many Bible verses. Is there a avenue you found to help lead people to the Lord um, gently through this situation? You know, I think that probably here it it probably matters what your relationship with them is like. And so if if it's somebody that you're close to and they trust you, Mm -hmm. I think maybe using your own personal experiences with fear, you know, you know, it's not something like I wouldn't consider myself somebody who has struggled. Like I have friends who really struggle with anxiety. Sure. I would consider myself struggling with anxiety when I had circumstances that warranted you know, my complete fear. But so I think, you know, I have friends who definitely struggle with anxiety and I think they, you know, that person trusts me to say, I remember telling part of my story. You know, I remember when I was facing this, the only thing that could help me was, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Maybe you give them a, a journal or something and encourage them to start writing down, you know, what they're, what they're going through. I don't, I'm kind of like, give them a Bible. You know what I mean? Like, no, of course. To me, maybe you could give them a Bible and highlight the verses in there or write a list of the verses in there to actually, we have, I think on our, on our website, maybe a free download that has a whole list of Bible verses that you can give to somebody. Yes. I want to do anxiety. Yes. I love those. Yeah. So something like that, that you could include with a Bible and just say, you know, I know you're really struggling right now. And I just, you know, I, I want to give this to you. This is what has always helped me. I mean, just simple things like that. I love that. Because that's because you need to be real about your faith and, and just I mean, that is what helps you. And so you sure. never know how God is going to use that in somebody's life. When somebody's going through a time that's making them fearful and they're anxious and you know, they're more more vulnerable and I feel like they're looking for that they're they're looking for hope. Sure. And so I think what an opportune time to say, you know, here, this is what's helped me. So I, I think, I mean, if it were me, that's what I would do. No, I love that. And yeah, who would ever reject, you know, it's just being a loving friend is saying this has helped mm-hmm. me. But I love that idea of giving the Bible with the verses or even highlighting them. That is neat. Because mm-hmm. I think so often you hand someone a Bible and they're like, well, do I start with Genesis? Like, what do I do? Exactly. So if you actually mark a few pages and say, like, start here and then go there. I mean, what a neat little journey. And they can do it, you know, privately and take their time to explore. I love that. That's a really, yeah. really good idea. Um, so let's just briefly talk to the mom who is going through this quarantine. And maybe, oh. I mean, I'll be honest, even as a homeschool mom, summertime, <laughs> when oh. my kids have no schedule, I don't do well. Like, I think I do better as during the homeschool year, because I just need them to have a little like structure to their day. And when they wake up and they're just like walking around going, Oh, they're wandering. (laughs) It's just like, stop already. And so summer itself can cause a mom anxiety, but we've already been through like months now of having kids home. And now we're going to face summer. And then the unknown of next fall, can you just speak some life into these mom's hearts right now who are walking through that? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing 
um, in this time and in any time that you're facing something unknown or something that can, you know, bring anxiety on or fear, I think we have to look at ourselves first. So we mm. have to root ourselves in Christ first because our kids are going to follow our example. Mm-hmm. And so I think about what, again, I know I keep bringing this up, but this is obviously the most recent over the last couple of years going through my husband's cancer battle and that, you know, they were watching to see how we would respond and, and they, and they respond to, to how we respond. And so I think that that's going to be for us moms who are in this time that feels unknown, mm-hmm. you know, if we're frantic about it, we're going to make our kids frantic about it. So yeah. I think, you know, again, you know, that's like the the basic we for it's us first that we have to root ourselves in Christ. We have to show our kids that we're trusting him during yeah. this time that our emotional well-being is, you know, I always say our emotional well-being is contagious. So they're going to see, mm-hmm. you know, how we are acting is going to kind of pour out into them. And obviously this isn't, doesn't look perfect. So when I'm saying all this, I don't mean right. that every day is like rosy and you're, you know, like. The Lord's going to, no. you know, come through and I don't mean, but we can yeah, come no. back but to one it. Thing, yes, totally. And one thing I like to remind moms of is that because some people are like, well, but what if I'm feeling anxious? Shouldn't I be real and authentic? And that's where I'm like, you know, we can make faith choices to put on the hopeful, joyful presence, you know, to clothe yourself with all of these things. And oftentimes the feelings will follow. And so I don't think you or I would ever say, oh, be a phony to your kids. You can acknowledge that this is a challenging time, that sometimes you struggle, but then you tell them when I struggle, this is what I do. I I stop and pray and Mm -hmm. I, you know, maybe blast some worship music, maybe call a friend who will encourage me. But then you're putting on in faith the actions and attitudes that your kids will see. And so I think it's important to know that doesn't mean you're, you're not being authentic. It just means you're walking in faith, right? Absolutely. And it, and you're having, like you said, those honest conversations with them because it's not like, Oh, we're just going to ignore that this is happening. It's like, yes, "Yes, this is happening. And wow, it can be scary at times when we don't know what's, you know, what, what's down the road or if you're going to go back to school or whatever it is, but we can trust God in this because he's come through before you know what I mean? It's having those conversations and just being very open about it. I think also another really healthy way as a family to approach a time like this is to, to lead your kids into like service or mission. Like how can we, how can we reach others during this time? How can we show love? I mean, we, a few weeks ago, we just made some cookies, bags of little, you know, cookies and a little note to, and we dropped them off at a few houses. So, Mm. you know, something like that, that is, it can be very simple, but I think it gives them, you know, like a purpose, like we can, we can reach others during this time and be generous because we're not the only ones, you know, that maybe feel a little scared or anxious or, you know, just in this unknown. Yeah. So that's definitely, and I think, like you said, above all is just reminding them who we can trust in all of this and just we keep pointing them to Jesus and, and having those honest conversations, no matter what you face in life, you know, obviously right now we're in the middle of the quarantine and COVID and and all of that, no matter what it's keep coming back to those conversations. Okay, kids, you know, maybe it's been a few weeks. Let's talk tonight. I just want to remind everybody, this is what, you know, is going on. And I know it can feel a little weird, you know, and it's, feels unknown and we maybe 
you're scared or maybe you've noticed one of your kids is scared sure. and you can even point that out or you yeah. maybe are feeling scared and you can say, you know, I, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I do know that God is faithful and we can trust him. And so, you know, I yeah. think just, again, pointing them to Jesus and then, of course, praying through all of that. Yes. So good. Well, and, and I guess that pretty much covers my final question was going to be, you know, through your husband's diagnosis and all that, Mm -hmm. if any of the kids really, you know, because like you said, there's, there's circumstantial or situational anxiety, Mm -hmm. but then some people are just wired to be a little bit more anxious than others. And, and then there's, again, you know, when it crosses a line and it's more either, you know, chemical or a mental health issue, but for those Mm -hmm. kids that just have a more anxious nature and you can tell that they're stressed out, maybe they're, maybe they're just missing their friends or maybe they're stressed because their sports are being affected, especially as they get older, you know, my son is so blessed mm-hmm. to be able to like, keep surfing, but there's kids that can't really do their training if they're on a team sport. Is there anything that you would say to encourage the kids, just keep leading mm-hmm. them to the Lord, anything else? Yeah. Well, I think, I think one thing that I would say before that even is to, to really uh, sympathize with them. So mm-hmm. when some, there is something hard that they've, that they're facing, sure. you know, it's okay to say, I, you know, I am so sorry that that, that is really a bummer. It's awful. Whatever it is they're going, you know, whatever it is that's upsetting them, it, it, you know, really letting them know that you're on their side, you get it. That's really, really hard. Um, and, and then, you know, transitioning into helping them, you know, see that we can trust God even, you know, when things like that, that happen. That, yeah. Cause I tend to be the one that's more like, okay, brush it off. Let's find the positive. But I think it is well, yeah. <laughs> super important to go, you know what? That is hard. And if I were nine and I couldn't see my best friend for weeks, like I, I get it, buddy, you know, really taking that moment to yeah. affirm their feelings. I'm glad you mentioned that. I had oh. somebody actually tell me that years, Sally Clarkson, who is a friend of mine and has been a mentor of mine for a long time. She, she, I have, there was one time she asked me, she said, Ruth, is there one of your kids that you're struggling to, uh, that you just feel like you're maybe on different pages a little bit? Mm-hmm. And I, and I said, yes. And I told her who, and she said, well, she just needs you to sympathize with her. And I was like, cause I'm definitely more black and white. I'm like yep. this, uh-huh. this, this, and this. And I, I'm telling you that changed because I was just like, Oh, yep. okay. Well, she didn't, mm-hmm. she just wanted to be heard and understood yeah. first. And yeah. so I think that really applies, you know, when our, any of our kids are struggling, you yeah. know, just to really, I mean, that's what we all want, right? We don't want to, totally. you know, we want somebody to say, Oh, get over it, you know, or yeah. something. We want, to, we, we want them to understand where we're coming from. So I think that's a really, that's a really good way to enter a conversation too. Yes. And I think it breaks down the walls and makes them more open to hearing whatever your advice or what you're going to speak into them next. If they feel like first you've understood them. Oh, this is such good stuff. And I know that you have so many um, helpful resources that we're going to point everyone to. If anyone is feeling anxious or needing the peace, um, in this season, (laughs) needing a little bit more Jesus, we're going to point them to all of your awesome resources. So I I love this conversation. I think it's just important for people to be real and say, okay, how am I feeling today? And Mm -hmm. maybe I'm not feeling okay. And can we talk about it? And I think we need to talk to our spouses and our friends, get on a, get on a FaceTime with a friend. That's one thing I keep reminding people just because we've had some social distancing. I don't want people isolating themselves, especially emotionally. So we need to keep connecting. We need our community for sure. Yeah. 
Oh, okay, well, before I let you go, can I ask you a couple boy mom questions? <laughs> sure, I have two you boys. Two. Yep. <laughs> you got two out of four. Yep. I would just love to hear, we, we keep a collection of this one because we all need to add to our list. What is one boy mom essential you can't imagine raising your boys without? And this can be any category, anything goes here. Yeah, I think for me, the first thing that comes to mind are books that point them to Jesus and who they are as boys. So mm. from when they're little, from when they're little, you know, it was like, there's a devotional for kids called Goodnight Warrior. I've never yeah, even heard about this that. I don't, it's bedtime Bible stories, devotions, and prayers. It's by Sheila Writing Walsh. Writing it down. By who, sorry? So that, uh, Sheila Walsh. Oh, okay. That was, you know, something like that. Then there was another book that I had my boys read once they could read called um, The Gold Thread and Other Stories of Young Faith. Okay. Um, we'll we'll actually, put all these in the show notes. The yeah, gold. that might be published by Whole Heart Ministries, which is Sally, the Clarkson's ministry. Oh, yeah. And then lastly, I know maybe I wasn't supposed to say all these nope, books. please keep I going. Like I love to link These to are good for different but... ages. That's why. Um, then there, there's, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Light Keepers series, yes. but okay. So it's like 10 boys, 10 boys who didn't give in, 10 boys who used their talents, 10 boys who made history, 10 boys who changed the world. So that was another thing, you know, that I had, I had my boys read these, these books. I just think, you know, if we can just funnel that passion and energy in, into purpose, I, I feel like that is one thing I would not do without. Oh, I love that so much. And I couldn't agree more. I've, I've often said that I want my boys to read these stories of, of character rich people from history, from the Bible. And I think that my, my honest reason, and this goes so well with what we've been talking about today is I'm like, my boys have a pretty good and easy life really. But if ever that day came where they faced tragedy, you know, if for, you know, mm -hmm something awful happened. I want them to draw from their memory of these people who have faced really hard things and, and come out of it because of strength, you know, in their, in God, their character was so strong that they could overcome things probably much harder than what my boys will ever yes. face. So yeah, I yes. feel like it's kind of this storehouse that they can tuck away Yeah, definitely. and it gives me security. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Definitely. Okay. So so, so love that answer. Books are great. And we'll list those in the show notes. So how about um, the second question? Was there a time that your boys did said or drank, dragged something in that just made you think I'm raising boys? I've, I'm a boy mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, this was just a couple weeks ago. And my OK, so I have a boy who is almost 18. So he's graduating. He's graduated yeah. from high school now. Um, and then I have a, a boy who is 13. And so I don't know. Uh, we don't watch boxing. I'm not like, you know, but it's yeah. just recently they've gotten into boxing and they wanted <laughs> each other boxing each yeah, other. Yeah, and, yeah. and so the of course they're used to the wrestling you. and all that, but some point it switched to boxing. And so they, boxing. and they oh, wanted dear. me to watch them box each other. That is not an easy, no. and I'm so bad. I'm like, Oh, Oh wait, you know, somebody's going to get yeah. hurt. Like I, it's not good. So that would probably be, the thing oh, that I was like, only boys would be sitting. I shouldn't say right. that. There could be, but no. really, of course they're doing this. You know, like yes. this doesn't like, even without look Without anything fun. triggering it. <laughs> yeah, it's just in their DNA. They just, right. that's just how they're wired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. 
Okay. And then to close us off, is there a piece of wisdom that if you could speak to a younger Ruth with just the baby in her arms, you had a son first, is there anything you would say to yourself from what you've learned over these years? Um, yeah, I would just simply say that my child doesn't have to get everything right and neither do mm-hmm. I. Yeah. Wow. I, I think we could all hold on to that one. <laughs> yeah, that's Grace. definitely. Yes, absolutely. Because I spent many younger years thinking that I had to, you know, they had to get it right. And so did I. Mm. Oh, that is so good. I hope that somebody out there needs that and listens and takes it to heart. Well, thank you so much. I've been encouraged and I think a lot of other people have too. Um, Before we let you go, can you just tell people if they want to hop on and find you right now where they can find you online? Yeah, they can find me. Mostly I'm on Instagram, which is at Mm -hmm. Ruth Schwank. Um, And then there, we also have, like you mentioned, a podcast called Root Like Faith, and that's my husband and I. So if you just, either of those two places, you'll be able to find um, all the other information about us. That's right. And we'll link to your home base website, your books, Mm -hmm. journal, devotional, all that in our show notes. Well, Ruth, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was, this was a great conversation. Yes. And I'll look forward to staying in touch and hopefully we can have you back on to talk about more great topics. So thank you. Thank you. Okay, friends, I hope you have been encouraged, and I sure appreciate it if you share this episode or any of your favorites with your friends. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week. We've got a few exciting episodes coming up ahead that I don't think you're going to want to miss, so stay tuned. If you haven't become a subscriber yet, I invite you over to my website at monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe so that you'll get notifications when I share something new and exciting, which may be happening very soon. Hint, hint. Okay, you You take care of yourself and until next time, aloha.